Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got another wonderful show in store for you today. I've got two great guests um, in studio with me. But of course, first, uh, we've got our quotes of the day from Abraham and from the universe. Let's get started with that. I know you've been anxiously awaiting all week long your quotes. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. I can imagine that from your perspective, it must seem like some truly awful things happen in time and space. So, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to weigh in. You live in a world of illusions, a world that springs from a much deeper and far greater reality. And while at times the illusions are indeed ugly with your physical senses, you only see the tip of the iceberg. If you could see the whole, you discover that the unpleasantness was only the tiniest piece of a most spectacular puzzle that was created with order, intelligence, and absolute love. You'd see that contrary to appearances, in the grandest scheme of things, nothing is ever lost, no one becomes less, and setbacks are always temporary. And you'd understand that no matter what has happened, everyone lives again, everyone laughs again, and everyone loves again, even more richly than before. Hubba hubba, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Reminding us that, you know, there is a lot going on that we don't often perceive. And that, you know, we tend to rely quite a bit on our eyes, yet there's much more going on around us and that we have more than just one sense. We have actually more than five senses or even six senses. We actually have quite a lot of senses out there where we can feel and perceive and, and we can get just the tiniest glimpses of something more going on. One of the things I like about this quote is it says, nothing is ever lost. For those of you who have ever worked with me, you know I'm really big on physics. One of the reasons why, first law of thermodynamics. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, but merely transforms state. What does that mean? That means when somebody is no longer in this physical reality with us, we have a tendency to feel like, oh my God, they're gone, they're lost, that's it, like there's no more of them. The truth is everybody is much greater than just our physical appearance and that their energy is not lost, it is merely transformed. And just because you have a relationship with someone while they're here physically, doesn't mean that relationship has to end just because they're not here physically. You can still talk to them. They may not quite speak quite as loudly as they used to, but you can sit back and meditate and listen. I've had many people who I've worked with over the years tell me that, you know, after a loved one passed, that yeah, they still talk to them. And that sometimes they would get answers, but not always the way you expect. Sometimes those answers would come in form of dreams or sometimes uh, a, just a song that was special to that person would come on the radio at the strangest of times. We have to learn to just be open and just take it for granted that they're still there watching over us and that that energy that that person represented to us is still in our life some way. Because I can almost guarantee you, if you've lost someone who is special to you, the quality of that relationship that you had with them, that there's somebody else in your life or maybe several people in your life that those different qualities are now there with and that that person is not truly ever gone as long as you remember them. So, rather interesting quote from the universe. Not its usual... Uh, kind of fun kind of teasy one a little one a little more serious but one i think that is so so necessary for today and let's see what abraham has in store for us today your action has nothing to do with your abundance your abundance is a response to your vibration 
Of course, your belief is part of your vibration. So if you believe that action is of what action is a part of what brings your abundance, then you've got to unravel that. Abraham. See, now this is a very good quote because so many people I work with, they feel like, you know, if in order to make more money, in order to have more, they have to do more and do more and do more. And yes, this is not to say that like, you know, you can't take no action at all. No, 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 no. But, but if your energy is not lined up with that that you're trying to manifest, if you're not really in alignment, if your vibration really isn't one that says, you know, I'm successful at this, I have this, I'm abundant, things are flowing to me. If, if you don't have that feeling inside of you, all that action in the world is not really going to give you the prosperity, the flow that you want. But if you take the time first, before you take action, to line up your energy, to put yourself in a place where you see yourself already being successful, when you envision and and visualize yourself already having amazing success. And what success means to you can be a multitude of things. It doesn't have to be about money. It can be about relationships. It can be about influence. It can be about community. It can be about so many things. Don't get hung up on the dollar bills. But if you line up your energy first, then when you take action, it's going to have such a greater effect. And not only is it going to have a greater effect, it's going to flow so much easier. It's going to feel like so natural because you've taken the time to line up with what it is you're really trying to create. So this is not to say that action is not necessary, but what's fundamentally necessary first is lining up your energy. So two wonderful and beautiful quotes from the universe and uh, kind of a couple of interesting quotes considering who our guests are today. You know, I, I, I always say, you know, I don't pick these quotes. I don't cherry pick them. These are what came to my inbox today, this morning. You can go to their websites and check. These are the quotes of the day for today, August 4th, okay? Um, but my guests today, actually two wonderful ladies who are vocal coaches, Julie Foe and Casey Aaron Clark. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. And let me switch around so that you can get a picture of these lovely ladies. Hold on. Let me see if I can get them both in the frame. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I neglected in the beginning to say we were also uh, live streaming on, on Facebook today. So if you would like to see the video, please go to my Facebook stream, Sam Liebowitz in New York City. Thank you, Camila, Tima, and Quan already. We've got the three viewers, probably more actually, but those are the ones that I can see. But thank you guys for tuning in and listening. So Julie and Casey's extensive backgrounds in speech coaching and professional active give, acting give them a unique perspective on what makes people want to listen. Through their company, Vital Voice, they help people find their unique voice amplified, not just louder. Learning how to use your voice can help whether you are giving a speech, leading a sales appointment, pitching your big idea for funding, or just finding the courage to make your voice heard. And it is my extreme pleasure to have you both in the studio today. Welcome, Julie. Welcome, Casey. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Ah, it's great to have you here. Um, so I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have a background in acting. I, I'm assuming that probably happened before the vocal coaching component of it or was it the opposite way or do they happen simultaneously we'll start with you casey it's actually simultaneous i in fact spent uh, all afternoon yesterday at the estonian cultural center in new york working on a brand new musical uh set in estonia in 1942 and in and around world war ii so it's very exciting to get to do both of these things that i feel like are so holistic and how i get to be involved in the world both mm. artistically and helping people who are not part of the theater business with their voice oh cool how about you julie uh for me i guess simultaneously as well um i went into an mfa program in 2007 and started studying acting in depth along with a technique called Fitzmorris voice work okay and once i graduated i was so intrigued by the voice work and how how well it 
could connect the voice to humanity and how we really express ourselves that I ended up getting my certification in that. Ah. And then from there, I did some some teaching, um, adjunct professor, Mm -hmm. teaching voice and speech, teaching acting. And then that evolved into voice coaching with Casey. So Ah, I see. Cool. Cool. So so just so you both know. I've done a little bit with my voice over the years. Mm-hmm. I was on the mm-hmm. speech and debate team uh, in my college way back when. I then uh, was a member of Toastmasters for many years. I was a division semifinalist. Um, so I've been using my voice to help me with what I've been doing most of my life. But I am very coachable. <laughs> so I'm always open to any suggestions you might have during the show. In case you think there's some things I might do to, to help do a better show for my audience, of course. I, I think you got it. Uh, you think I got it? <laughs> You're you doing pretty I've okay. learned a thing over the years. Okay, good, good, good. Wonderful. So um, how did the two of you meet and, and what made you decide to work together in this way? Well, what's so fun about the quotes that you just read in terms of alignment of action and intention, Mm -hmm. Julie and I met uh, doing a class called Shrink Session, which we highly recommend. It's a phenomenal workout program where you do kickboxing and yoga-based moves and high-intensity interval training, but you shout mantras at the same time. So Ah. it's like, I can feel my power while you're you're punching, which is Ah. really fun, and it's it's incredibly powerful. Uh, Getting you into a peak state yeah so uh so we call it affirmation aerobics lovingly (laughs) (laughs) and uh and we we met after the class both of us realized that we were actors who also did voice coaching and Uh. did a little bit of a dance of does she see me as competition because we're so similar i don't Mm. see her as competition but maybe and we did that little awkward dance until we realized that not only did we not see each other as competition but we saw each other saw in each other I think the philosophy that we were looking for in the voice coaching world which was a philosophy of authenticity and not just homogenizing voices into a perfect round Mm. serious voice sound and what Casey may or may not know is when I was looking at going out on my own in voice coaching and starting to design my own curriculum I was googling bios of voice coaches Uh and I came across her bio we'd met once before Uh and I emailed her saying we see things so similarly (laughs) I want to go and have coffee with you can we please talk (laughs) so it really was it did feel like universally divined at wonderful. a certain point. Wonderful. Cool. Cool. And so how long ago was that that you guys decided just to join forces? The company started a little over two years ago. We okay. met, um, which would have been April, and we met the previous November. So we've known each other close to three years yeah. at this point. Um, okay. And at where we've been working with now our partners consider <laughs> she's my work wife I'm according uh, to my husband. <laughs> we I, we refer uh, to each other as the other half of our brain uh, so. okay well yeah i mean i've had enough partners in business to know that a partner in business is definitely a marriage <laughs> yes, and yes. you have to date first and there's courtship and yeah. then there's <laughs> all the relationship stuff that happens in between okay great so um let's go out for our first commercial break and when we come back let's uh Talk a little bit about, you know, what makes what you do unique. And, and uh, I want to expand a little bit more about this idea that your voice is unique. OK, so everybody, please stay tuned. Ooh, we got more watches on a Facebook live stream. Welcome, Gregory. Welcome, Orna. Love you guys. OK, uh, so we're going to go out to break. Uh, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. For those of you who are on a Facebook live stream, thank you for tuning in. You have a lovely view of our two beautiful guests in studio today, Casey and Julie. Um, so uh, that's why you're going to see them and not me. So you have to look at my pretty face all, month, all hour long. Okay, so um, Casey, you guys have a kind of a a certain philosophy around voice and, and using your voice. Why don't you explain that philosophy a little bit for our audience? Sure. Well, I think we have to start with the idea of where traditional speech coaching came from. Right. So mm-hmm. speech coaching used to be referred to as elocution training, possibly. Yes. And it was very much about creating a specific kind of sound. It was about eliminating any regionalisms that you had. It was about Mm -hmm. eliminating basically any idiosyncrasies about your voice, anything Mm -hmm. that made it unique in order to fit into a predetermined model of what is correct or what sounds wealthy, what sounds educated, what sounds sophisticated. And, And it was a very traditional part of becoming a successful person. And we totally rebel against that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Why is that, Julie? Well, I compare it a little bit to if you think about wine mm-hmm. and you think about grapes that make wine. So, example, mm-hmm. you have a Chardonnay grape. A Chardonnay mm-hmm. grape grown in Burgundy, even different regions in Burgundy, is going to have a very different right. expression than one grown in California. Right. So, if you think about voices, we are, and compare them to the grapes, where you plant that, your background, where you're, where you're from, your family dynamics, your communication core values, all of those things come together along with the difference in your instrument to form mm-hmm. a really unique, wonderful human. So mm-hmm. why would you strip all of that away in order to sound like a model that at this point we're not even sure where it really came from right. or why we consider it correct. Right. And I think it does a disservice. It would do a great disservice. You would you basically only be drinking gallo wine <laughs> if you <laughs> wanted to prepare it all exactly the same way. That's one of the wonderful, unique things about wine and about voices. Right. And that's kind of something I think that's more needed now than ever before mm-hmm. is sort of uniqueness that there's now that with the internet and and social media we're able to get a message out there like we've never had before Mm -hmm. i mean here in our radio station we stream to over a hundred countries around the world you know i never in my wildest dreams back when i was going to college and my first few jobs never imagined that i would have access to a platform that would give me the ability to reach people from around the world Mm -hmm. so because now anybody can and essentially it's more important than ever before to be unique because if you just sound like everyone else why do people want to listen to you right Casey exactly and everyone is unique you don't have to try to be unique that's what's so beautiful about voices and humanity is you already come with your own blueprint that nobody else has so make the most of that right Right. Do you find that when you work with clients that sometimes you have to kind of uh, uh, um, uh, pry out of them what their uniqueness is? Do you find that people have a tendency to try and make themselves sound like other people instead of just trying to be themselves? And part of it comes from the environment that they're in. And so we we work with a lot of business people. We work a lot of we, we work with a lot of people who, for example, might be moving into a management position. Mm -hmm. And so they feel that to communicate with authority, they Mm -hmm. have to sound a certain way because of the environment that they're in. And when you actually start to pick apart, well, what do you think you have to sound like? The model that they come up with is like a person that they actually don't even like. (laughs) They want to have a real conversation with in real life. And and it's not about likability necessarily, but it's about accessing your own version of what 
gravitas or authority or right. real connection with either an employee or a partner or a colleague sounds like and feels like so that you're honoring yourself as well as the environment that you're in and the given circumstances that you have. Right, because uh, two different people with two different personalities, one person, for them, their authority may come from being more fatherly, let's say, or more motherly, mm -hmm. whereas another person, it might come from sounding more professional or being sure. more... Uh, um, you know, more educated, right? So, so that the, it's not that one is necessarily better or worse than another. They're just different styles, and mm -hmm. it's more of what's apropos for you or mo what's more comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. And truthful. And, and of course, we, you know, when we look at it in a macro sense and not just with the individual voices, there are certain styles that are currently valued more in our society than other styles. You, you instance, mentioned fatherly right. or corporate or, or professional or whatever. Right. And and for us, for me in particular, my passion is, is empowering women's voices because the conversation uh. particularly about women's voices and what's annoying and what's girly mm. and what's unprofessional sounding is so full of shaming and yeah. so full of this idea yeah. that just do it essentially like a man yeah <laughs> that it's hard to honor the real unique feminine voice right. in the world so I, i've been hearing a lot more now Ooh, we got a couple of nice thumbs up someone likes that <laughs> Ooh, camille says wonderful information in show thank you camille um that i've been hearing it more and more especially um What's her name? The woman who's president of the tech company, the Lean In, the, the author of Cheryl Lean Sandberg. Sandberg. Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. Of, of, of that, especially in business now, like women are becoming more masculine and that in order to break the glass ceiling, it's kind of like you have to outdo the men in the, the men way. But I understand there's a lot of pushback on that now among female executives that actually it's by being more feminine but being strong in your femininity that you don't have to be more masculine, mm -hmm. but it's about really owning your femininity and moving forward that way. So it's not just sort of in how you dress or how you manage, but it's also in how you speak. That's that's yeah. true. But I, I think it goes even deeper than that, because that ah, okay. still operates on a gender dichotomy that right. we have masculine and feminine. Right. And the biggest lesson I learned in grad school is that each of us as a human being has a much broader range than yeah. we can even imagine. And we rarely get to practice in those ranges. Right. I had three years to play in that. So I got uh. to learn a huge amount of the breadth that humans are capable of. So when we're working with clients, we're, we're not working masculine or feminine. We're teaching right. them that breadth that okay. exists. Um, so, so give us an idea of like, so, so what are some of the other ways you'd categorize it besides masculine and feminine? I, it becomes, I think, about looking where people's sweet spots are, where they're okay. the strongest, where they feel the best, okay. where, where they show the best. And I, I think you, I, when I look at a client, I'm able to see you're amazing at this. Right. We believe in focusing on strengths and it's, it, as opposed to weaknesses. And it ends up creating something that is unique as you said okay new and different maybe they're somebody that thrives more in a feminine arena maybe right. they thrive more in a masculine arena but right. it's not about pigeonholing them into either right 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 and i mean we all have both masculine and feminine within Absolutely. us Definitely. and it's really more about accessing both sides when appropriate and i think that's really the key right yeah. it's it's what's appropriate for a given situation because if you're doing a presentation uh in front of a corporate board members what you're how you're going to talk and what you're going to access is going to be different than if you're mm -hmm. giving a talk in front of a, a woman's networking group right and we we work with a we work with people on really identifying their own core communication values and julie mentioned that earlier it's about figuring out what what Julie said, the sweet spot where right. you feel good, where you feel really, truly confident. Right. And then authenticity is about honoring both who you are at the core and the given circumstances that you're in. So we use given circumstances the way actors use given circumstances. So right. an actor would look at a scene and would say, okay, I'm in a corporate board meeting. Mm -hmm. I am a 
29-year-old woman talking to a, a room full of 60-year-old men who mm-hmm. may or may not have a particular lens through which they are viewing me. Right. So I use that information. I am able to read my audience and I am able to stand in my unique charisma and my power and ground my feet and communicate with them by checking in with my audience mm. and by making those little pivots mm. and by accessing my own emotional intelligence. Cool, cool. So uh, I'm curious, the two of you on, on have decided to really focus on like business people, entrepreneurs. Why that as opposed to, you know, actors and, and you know, voiceover artists and people like that? What, what was the appeal to work with business people? I, I think I mean, for me, I love working with actors, and I still guest mm-hmm. teach occasionally. I, I love getting to dive in. You can go deeper with actors because they're a lot more willing to throw themselves. Prostrate, <laughs> 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 teach me. <laughs> but I'm yeah. also really intrigued by solving the problems that we see with our clients and right. figuring out, you know, what's at the core of your vocal fry? What's at the core of your upspeak? Right. They're rarely the same thing. It's an exciting problem-solving process to figure right. out who are you and what is it that you're not letting out right now? Mm. And I get super excited <laughs> about that. Right. Um, and I would also say Casey has her own singing coaching business. So she does also continue to work with artists. I do work right. with a lot of artists, okay. but but there is something that is really, really special about taking lay people, civilians, muggles, if you will, <laughs> people outside the theater world. And, and really, as Julie said so eloquently, introducing them to the breadth of their instrument. Because uh, as, as Americans, we speak in such a narrow range. Yeah. It's, we, we don't use a lot of the highs and lows of our voice. And, and right, as someone who right. comes primarily from a music background and a musical theater background, I love the human voice. We both totally geek out about what it can do in the world. And you're so voice geeks. Now we're I got totally it. Totally voice geeks. It's a hundred percent. Yes. And it's it's fun to uh, to work with people who have brilliant ideas and contributions to make, and then help them feel confident making them in front of an audience. Ah, beautiful. Ooh, Tima says you have great voices. <laughs> Love Thanks, it. Thanks, Tima. Yeah, and so just to remind the people who are watching on the Facebook live stream, if you guys comment by the video, if you have any questions, comment and I'll, I'll read the questions out to our guests, okay? And healers at heart. Ooh, <laughs> Camille says you're healers at heart too. Do you find, uh, just quickly before we go to our break, that people kind of come to you thinking like they want to like lose their accents yes. or whatever? Yes. And, and I have a feeling you kind of turn that around and say, no, don't lose the accent. Go with it. Well, when it comes down to it, the most important thing about communication is being understood. Mm-hmm. So... I get to, if, if somebody needs to lose an accent in order to play a role, sure, I'll help you do that. But if what you really want is to be understood consistently, mm-hmm. there is no reason to lose that accent. I can teach you how to communicate and connect mm-hmm. with your audience mm-hmm. much more fully without having to do the thing that you think you're supposed to do right. to do that. Right, right. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, we're going to go to another commercial break. Um, when we come back... Uh, you have uh, what you call your five tenets of a vital voice, right? Yes. Okay, let, let's get into what that is for our audience and, and help give them some ideas that can help them in using their own voices, okay? Great. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, and by the way, if you want to call in and ask your own questions of our guest, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone, and now we're bringing it to the radio. So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc. And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with vocal coaches Julie Foe and Casey Aaron Clark. Um, uh, Casey, so the the name of your company is called Vital Voice, right? Yes. What is a vital voice? We came up with that in a wine-soaked afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> was it Chardonnay or <laughs> Queen of oh, yeah. Rosé. <laughs> um, but it, it really does speak to, I think, what we believe about voices in the world, which is that everyone's voice at the table is necessary. Your ideas are necessary. It is so important for people to be able to express themselves in the world and to connect with other people. So the importance of that, the, vi- the vitality of that. So it, it's the twin ideas of it's important, but it's also alive and lively Mm. and interesting and unique. So, Mm. okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So Julie, what, why don't you get us started with these five tenets of a vital voice? Sure. I actually pulled up my own little review because Ah. (laughs) while we wrote them, (laughs) Um, the first one, which we've talked about quite a bit is your voice is singular and it's only, it's the only one of its kind. And I think Mm. oftentimes we've gone over this a bit, Um, Again, I compare it to preparing for an acting role. People think that there is something that they need to get to. And with a role, many beginning actors believe that they have to take themselves to the role. But Mm. really, you have to find the role in yourself. And you have to find your voice in yourself. Right. Because, I mean, when I think of, like, these iconic actors like De Niro Mm -hmm. and Pacino and, and, you know, these well-known names, it's like... It's always them, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. whatever role they're doing, it's them. Mm-hmm. It's just them in that role. So it, it's kind of like whatever we're doing, it's about us, not about becoming something else for that role. And you also have actors that can really disappear into a character. Right. And you, you still recognize them, but the diversity of roles they can play. Right. And they lose themselves in those roles. Right, right, right. Who do, who do you look up to as uh, actors? Uh, one of my favorite actresses is Laura Linney. I think she always oh, Laura Linney, yeah. comes with a connected, beautiful, simple performance. Um, I would also say uh, Frances McDormand does the same thing. Ah, she, has yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. she has that ability to disappear into a role. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I love yeah. also how she's not self-conscious about playing ugly yes. or being able to transform herself into a great beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Casey? Um I typically look at stage actors and particularly musical theater actors because okay. that's where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly O'Hara is is making a beautiful name for herself in musical theater right now. She, mm. she is so simple mm-hmm. and so unadorned and it's so honest. Uh, so she takes these either classic roles. She's done a lot of older roles, mm-hmm. Nellie, Forbush, and South Pacific, and, and Anna in The King and I. And, and she makes them both contemporary and totally herself without at all being showy about it. It's, mm. it's a beautiful, it's a masterclass in simplicity. Uh, okay, great, great, simplicity. Okay, uh, second tenant. So one of our philosophies is that we do not give you a set of rules to follow. There are no okay. 10 steps to having an effective voice. Um, mm. As we say, we don't Febreze the problem. We help you do your damn laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the most unglamorous thing in the part where clients meet with us first is we start with the breath because the breath mm. is the foundation of the voice. And mm-hmm. if most people don't speak with breath and they're unaware that they're not mm. breathing. But we do so much monitoring of ourselves with our breath, whether it's holding muscles for our inhale, whether right. it's restricting here. You often hear people say, oh, I ran out of breath in this really stressful situation because they aren't aware of that connection. Mm. So we first have to I connect see. that fundamental thing that your voice is not here. Right, it's it goes all down. through here. Right, because in, in general, typically, right, don't most people breathe rather shallowly, Very much yeah. so. like up, up in the upper mm-hmm. chest, right? Yeah, but our diaphragm breath. is down in our torso, and like that's really where the deep breath comes from, and that's where our it, voice can it come from. It comes from your ribs, your ribs wrap mm-hmm. all the way around from your sternum to your spine, and for people who can't see me on the Facebook just imagine that (laughs) and they expand in a 360 degree way we have 60% of our lung tissue in our back but our back is the place a lot of people hold a lot of tension which is where you get this front this front air breath um 
which is not useful Mm-mm. to projecting sound. Sound right. comes out on an airwave. That's that's how sound is transmitted between mm. human beings. It's not even sound until it can actually land on somewhere where it can make the vibration, such as our eardrums or a microphone. Right. Right. So when we talk to people about breathing, so much is it, so much of it is about learning to access your whole body and your right. whole chest cavity and back. Right. So hashtag magic of backspace is <laughs> something that we use a lot. Yes. But it's 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 the idea that your that your ribs and your lungs do expand in three hundred and sixty degrees. So the, the belly breath thing is helpful for some people, but it's a little deceptive. And again, it only focuses on the front of the body mm. as opposed to the body as a three hundred and sixty degree right, object. Right. Yeah, I remember it was a big lesson for me one time, this woman I know who was a concert vocalist mm-hmm. and she showed me, she like bent over and then would breathe, and, and she said, put your hand on my back, uh-huh. and I could feel her back expand. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it can do that? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's thing. supposed to do that. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. The, the other thing I would say about this not quick fixes is the thing that gets forgotten is that voice is reflexive. It's reflexive to who we're speaking to. We all know right. if we're talking to a small child or we're talking to, say, my cat, or <laughs> you know, you're yelling at somebody to get out of the way when you see a car coming, you don't have to think about that volume or that transition. It naturally happens until we start overthinking about right. it and getting in our own way. Right. So that's that's really where we start is just introducing the idea of undoing before we even get mm. into technique okay cool cool so casey the third tenant is relax you've got this <laughs> yes. and and that's actually something you were addressing in your opening statements the idea of doing versus allowing right. and we we work our clients tend to be as one would expect from personal development yeah. type things <laughs> very motivated very uh-huh. ambitious fix me right. essentially i my voice is not good i don't like how it sounds and i need to be fixed and sort of removing that idea of i'm going to do my voice now i'm going to mm. do my so voice good. lesson <laughs> exactly right. it's uh it, it's inter- it's a huge perspective shift for a lot of people because yeah. really intelligent people are used to solving problems via a you know step-by-step solution and practicing right. and right. and working hard this is something that that i also work with my singers on is the idea that at its best, your voice should feel effortless. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the effort and the thought come into it, that's when it starts to get tight and constricted and stressed. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of learning to relax into your voice and relax into your body yeah. gives you access to that intelligence and emotional intelligence so you can make the little pivots as opposed to overthinking right, everything. Right, right. Uh, Julie, do you find that sometimes people, when they start doing this work, they they tend to think they have to speak really fast, maybe because they're nervous. So they, they speak really fast and then <laughs> you, they, you go and catch half their words and you got to get people to kind of slow down. Well, it's funny you should ask that because we do have a couple clients that came to us because they speak really fast. Uh. And breaking it down, really the reasons why people tend to do that are they don't want to be interrupted. So they just keep on plowing through. Right. Or, I've had a lot of guests like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They're afraid to stop and take a breath. They're afraid yes. they're going to give up the floor. And I think that's where a lot of fast talking comes in. We live, right. we live under this notion that if I have just spoken the words, then mm-hmm. I have communicated. Right. And I think we all know that's not true. Right. There's a lot more to communication than just what we say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say... More than 60% of communication Mm. is from even the position of our lips. I could say something to you, and if I had really tight lips when I was talking to you, (laughs) I would give a message, even though the tone of my voice didn't shift all that much when I said that. Yeah, one of the things when I work with people as as a coach and as a healer sometimes, I talk about the idea of, an inflection making all the difference in the world, yeah. right? You can say the exact same phrase with two different inflections and it'll mean completely different things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the inflection that we bring to what we do that really makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. even though it's yeah. a very subtle difference. Yeah. And we work with that through the use of another actor term, objective. So keeping uh. it out, again, with the idea that your voice is reflexive, if you have different objectives, the way you speak about right. something is going to come out differently without you having to sit there and go, what am I doing today? <laughs> or, you know, any sort of 
methodical exercise, keeping uh, it again with the idea that voice is for communication. Uh, and the other thing that objective accomplishes so beautifully is that people people always ask actors, how do you not get nervous on stage? And part of it is that you're we not... Do. Well, yes, yeah. a, a, you do. If you're nervous when you speak, congratulations, you're a human being. Right, exactly. Uh, but one of the ways to work through that is to take the focus off of yourself and how you're doing right. and put it onto your audience and what you're trying to accomplish. Right. What do I and, want And how are you person? serving them, right? Exactly. It's like, how are you helping them? How are you communicating to them? Don't totally. make it about yourself, yep. but about what are you doing for them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Fourth tenant, uh, the not so magical secret to charisma <laughs> presence. I'm a big guy on presence. What do you mean by that? It means that what Casey had just said about keeping focus on yourself, if you're focusing on yourself and you see this when people are working on speeches, they start to roll their eyes in the back of the head and they're reading (laughs) off the screen in the back of their mind and they're not present and they're not really there. They're just getting through it. But when you're really present, when you're breathing, when you're in the space, when you're communicating with another human being, it's stunning how much more charismatic you are it's palpable you can feel it and that's that's what we mean mm. is breathing being grounded right. not trying to escape not trying to right. just kind of close your eyes grit and head down power through <laughs> right, right. letting a moment be living right and and also when you're present with what you're doing you're also bringing more of yourself yes. with it when you're present yes. right yes. absolutely and you're able, again, to respond to those little signals from your audience. If you're right. paying attention to them and it, it's that it's that push and pull, it's that dance, it's that back and forth yes. of communication that that really gives people that it factor, that that feeling of I am fully present with the person I'm with. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to listen. I want to exchange as opposed to either. I'm closed off and I'm not going to talk to you or I'm really loud and I'm going to dominate this conversation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, fifth tenant the title of our show, your voice matters. Mm. What does that mean? Your voice does matter. I think I was reading a, a post on Facebook about women not wanting to be photographed because they felt like they were fat or mm. having body issues. And I think a lot of people don't speak up because they're afraid their ideas aren't good enough or that they're ashamed of their voice when they are speaking. And that happens a lot with ESL clients. It happens a lot with young women. But your voice does matter. Your ideas do matter. Mm -hmm. And we're at a point, I think, in our culture, in our society, in our world, where we need all the ideas. We need the well-thought-out, educated ideas. And this isn't just about throwing out, I can say whatever I want in a Facebook rant. This is truly... I want to know what you think. Presidential speech. Yes. Excuse me. Sorry, I want to get political here. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, And and really today, I mean, there's so much going on with the world that there's really so many people have something to contribute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Our, our, I mean, our voice can contribute to all these problems. Like so many people in a way sort of feel disempowered because they think, oh, the world's so awful. Things are going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's nuts and this and that. But there are so many people who have solutions. There are so many people who have something of value to share that can help change yes. mm-hmm. the yes. conversation. Yes. And that what we all have to say, like we think of, oh, who am I to say this or that? You know, who am I to have a talk radio show? Well. You are, right? uh, And we have a client that we've been working with who does law for um, women who have suffered from cyber sexual crimes. Oh, wow. And we've been working with her for a while. She's such an amazing human being. We're obsessed with her. We're obsessed with her. (laughs) (laughs) And she was just able to get up in front of the House of Representatives and give a speech on why the government needs to start creating law around cyber harassment policies so that's where we feel like yes see your voice matters you got out there you did it Mm -hmm. we're really excited about that beautiful 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 okay believe it or not it's time for us to take our last break of the show we've only got a few more minutes to go so when we come back let's talk a little bit more about just um core values and why speaking truth is is so important and uh we'll let people know how to get in touch with you we got some more thumbs up on the facebook live stream thank you we love you facebook live stream we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to the talking alternative network 
Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Casey Aaron Clark and Julie Foe all about why your voice matters and how it is such an amazing instrument for us to use in so many different ways. Um, so, Casey, you guys uh, don't believe in speaking off the cuff that much, do you? <laughs> oh, we no, we totally believe in speaking off the cuff. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, I just have this quote here, why speaking our truth is not talking off the cuff. Well, it's, you know, it, it has to do, there's a, there's a perspective shift there. So okay. Elaborate. Speaking off the cuff doesn't mean I get to say whatever I want in whatever circumstance, no matter how it's going to land or who it's going to hurt or what it's going to do. Okay. When you speak, you are always affecting someone, whether it's yourself or the audience that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's an idea. It's the idea of authenticity that people have that says it's flip flops in the office. Well, I'm just going to be authentic. Uh, I'm going to do whatever I want and screw everybody else basically. And that's not the kind of authenticity or the kind of improvisational nature of conversation that we're talking about. We're talking about being thoughtful, being smart, being um, emotionally intelligent and connected, but then not necessarily being over rehearsed at the same time Ah, and not overthinking it. So it's that balance. So it's like that balance between sort of polish and anything goes. Exactly. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. And and Julie, our words really do create for us. I mean, in in the consciousness circles that I run in, you know, we talk all the time about vibration mm-hmm. and and how our our thoughts create things and stuff. But our voice literally creates. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. vibration, but it it that vibration carries creation with it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, I have to, I have to say just one quick note before I answer that question, sure. which is uh, my last name is pronounced Fog, and the Fog? only oh, reason the only reason <laughs> that I actually say that because I'm usually okay is that there's another voice coach whose last name she is actually Julie Foe. Hi, so Julie. I just, oh, <laughs> okay. so I just well, you know, it's sure. that H at the end of your name just yeah. totally threw In me off. In my world, all H's are silent. Uh. <laughs> Scandinavia. But back to the idea of vibration. So Fitzmaurice voice technique is really based in uh, creating vibration in the body. And Mm. you do this by starting to create um, a chaos between extension and contraction in your muscles, which leads to a tremor, similar to when you're cold or when you're sad or upset. And that helps break through tension and barriers to allow the body to really become a conduit for vibration. Mm. So when we're talking about voice, voice is an additional vibration. When your body's open to accepting its own vibration, you can also transmit that a lot more effectively. And I do think that the vibration of thoughts and how they connect to your voice. Because if you, if you think about it, if you were about to tell me, you know, happy birthday and you took an inhale to say that it would Uh be, connected to what you were about to say right, right it's the same way with everything we communicate i think they're mm-hmm. they're deeply deeply integrated with each other mm-hmm. and on a on a technical note uh as a singer i work with both my singers and speakers all the time on how vibration lives in your body how how it lives in the different resonators and the idea of the chest voice vibrating you know warm and easy underneath your collarbone and mm-hmm. the mouth vibration that's warm and then the nasal vibration that some people you know but it's mm-hmm. all of them are useful and what we tend to find most pleasant 
as a listener is a balance of vibration and a flow between all of those resonator places. So in a really cool way, the technical and the spiritual elements of vibration meet really beautifully and intuitively when we allow it to happen. Gotcha, gotcha. And another connection is the thoughts you have before, like you were talking about intention. Mm. The thoughts you have before you walk into any speaking engagement affect the energy mm. you're giving off. Right, so if you're right. ripping yourself apart, you're like, I'm so dumb, I don't want to do that. I just, mm, you're going to start giving that. Absolutely. Whereas if you have a routine where you're thinking about the best way this could go, where you're being very positive and kind to yourself, that also has an effect on your breath and your body mm. and your communication. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Now, um, I, I heard you mention before there's exercise doing with like affirmations while doing yoga kickboxing or whatever. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It sounds a little <laughs> scary to me. But, um, uh, you know, I often give my coaching clients exercises of doing different kinds of, of, of affirmations. Mm. Um, like I just gave someone yesterday, it was a, a bunch of self-love affirmations. But what I said to her was, I want you to read it like you're auditioning for a play, uh-huh. which means put some emotion behind it, put mm-hmm. some energy behind it. Yeah. Do you find that that actually makes a difference when someone is reading uh, affirmations, that it makes it sort of more visceral in a way? I think connecting to language in that way is deeply important. Mm. If, I were, if I were just reading a play and I were just reading the words on the play, I need to get those words in my body the same way an affirmation needs to get into your body it mm-hmm. makes that's that's where it all comes together mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. it would land more when you're integrating your whole self mm-hmm. speaking those words yeah one of the first things that we do with a lot of our clients is work on how they introduce themselves mm-hmm. ah. and everyone everyone has stuff emotional stuff mm-hmm. around their names whether it's good emotions, whether it's bad emotions, whether it's I had a speech impediment as a kid, whether mm. it's I always hated my name and wanted it to be something different. And and the other thing that names have is the ability, because it's a word you've said a hundred million times in your life, the ability to be really casual with it. My name's Casey. So yeah. it kind of falls off. It doesn't really, whereas when you're introducing sure. yourself <laughs> and it gets swallowed and, and, and back in the throat and not put out into the room so we actually use hello my name is Casey Aaron Clark or hello my name is whatever their name is in a way that you might use an affirmation just to say this is my presence in the world this is me giving everything that makes me who I am and my competency and my intelligence and my passion and my ideas to you as my audience ah, wonderful wonderful so uh, i know a lot of my audience is it does a lot of networking oops lost the facebook live stream um a lot of my audience are business networkers mm-hmm. and and they they go to these events um what would you um julie maybe give us one tip for when i'm out at a business networking event for using my voice what's something i can be aware of that can help i think being aware of the first one I would start with really is saying your name. That okay. when you introduce yourself to someone, that's an offering. It's not an ask. Right. Mm. And right. you don't need to have any expectation with the person that you've given your name to. Right. But that also helps you gauge the space between you and whomever you're talking to. One of the biggest mistakes people make at networking events, I think, is that they ignore their emotional intelligence. Mm. And you so you get things like close talkers or <laughs> people that don't know when to stop talking but i think if you just take a moment take a breath and take in the person that you're speaking to say your name really hear their name you've set up a a dynamic in communication that's going to open up into something i think leads to great conversation wonderful casey how about you what's a suggestion recommendation tip i think first of first and foremost knowing your defaults both when you're comfortable and when you're uncomfortable is really useful information so one of the things i think that makes julie and i a great team is that we come from sort of different ends of the extrovert introvert spectrum okay so we can we can talk to people about well let me guess you're the introvert (laughs) i am super super shy uh no (laughs) well and it's funny and we really do believe in the spectrum of it and no one is a pure extrovert or a pure introvert or almost no one i would say and people maybe naturally assume that extroverts have it easy as as Uh. networkers but but we have our own issues when we get stressed out whether it's trying too hard or being too loud or anything like that and so figuring out how to 
know when you're going off the rails a little bit. And again, as Julie said, breathe into it, find your feet in the ground, notice who you're talking to, take the cues from them Mm. and make those adjustments. Right, right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time. (laughs) So, Julie, if if people want to learn more about your services and what you guys do, how do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, We have our website. It's vitalvoicetraining.com. We have a blog up there that you can read more about our points of view of things. Um, We offer free 15-minute consultations over the phone to anyone who wants to call and check in with us Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a presence on twitter uh, which is vital underscore voice uh, and on facebook as well so there's lots and lots of ways to get in touch with us we love hearing from people we love comments we love questions and we're always happy to respond to emails as well which would be vitalvoicetraining at gmail.com Okay, so feel gotcha. free to get in touch with us. We're, we're just really happy to talk to you. Okay. Casey, any closing thoughts? Uh, well, thank you so much for, for this. This has been a really oh, fun conversation. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, good. I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It was great having the two of you here, some people who speak my language. Totally. And my vibration, I guess. So <laughs> thank you all for, for coming in. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, of course, thank everybody for tuning in today. And thank you for our, our Facebook live stream people. We, my phone crashed, so it looks like we lost the end of that but um, you can always get the full audio on uh, talkradio.nyc and of course don't forget um, Fridays we have uh, 21st Century Entrepreneur at 12 noon with Joan and JC and Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio now into his sixth year and of course thanks to Rob K my engineer buddy makes my life easy of the Robin Callie show on uh, Tuesday nights and uh Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And and welcome welcome to to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.